You're listening to the Scripture Union Northern Ireland podcast. I'm your host, Phil Howe. Our aim is to equip and resource local Christians and therefore the local church in our joint mission of making God's good news known to children, young people and families. Now, in the midst of everything going on, we were going to make some changes to the format of the podcast uh, anyway, but then, well, you know, uh, coronavirus hit and kind of changed the world. So we've been working away on some sessions called Times Like These. Uh, We wanted to be a voice, provide conversation, discussion, uh, provide training, advice and resources for anyone involved in schools, ministry, church life and and those working with children, young people and families. And we've got a range of different topics to speak into, uh, but it was made for the aim of of YouTube and Facebook originally so that people could comment, share, create a bit of a community learning, I guess, around it. And those videos are available if you still search Scripture Union NI. However, uh, you're probably listening to the podcast because you prefer the audio. Uh, But this is the disclaimer for if you hear language around leaving comments and that sort of thing. But here's the first one that we did around connecting with schools through assemblies and times like these. Uh, the primary audience, we would say, is for church workers. But if you're a supporter of the pod, then hopefully it'll be helpful to hear and listen to. Uh, this one is led by Rachel Shepherd, who is our children's ministry coordinator. So we'll hand over to her now. Enjoy. We are living in unprecedented times. I wonder, over the last few weeks and months, how many times have you heard that phrase? My name is Rachel Shepherd. I'm the Children's Ministry Coordinator for Scripture Union Northern Ireland. And as an organisation, we realise that there are so many challenges in times like these, but there are also some great opportunities, not only in our schools, in our churches, amongst our families, or even for our volunteers through our schools and camps and missions and our supporters. And so for us in this new normal, as an organisation, we want to be there to encourage you and to equip you for the context that you find yourself. And so every fortnight we're sharing this new online series called Times Like These. And through interviews, the sharing of resources, advice, tips and learnings from the SU team, but also some other wise individuals with lots of experience that we hope um, will help you grapple with the new normal and times like these. But we don't just want you to sit and listen and hear from us, we wanna hear from you too. So if you're watching this live, why not share maybe some of your questions or thoughts that are sparked as you watch in the comments section or in the chat. Our session today explores connecting with schools through assemblies. But maybe you're wondering, why have you chosen that specific area? Or maybe you're thinking, I'm incredibly busy as a church leader or a youth worker um, or children's worker. Why should I bother prioritising time and energy into developing and creating assemblies? Whether that's online or hopefully in the days to come when we're able to do it face to face. Well, here's our thoughts. There's only a minority of children and young people today who are attending or connected to church in any way, but most are there in school. Assemblies are also a great way for children and young people to hear stories about Jesus or to hear biblical truths. And for many, school may be the only place that they hear such things or are given an opportunity to think about them and explore them. I want to read you some verses from Psalm 78 that are core to us in SU. You maybe have heard them before, but this is what it says. Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past, stories we have heard and known, stories our ancestors handed down to us. 
We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. You and I as Christians have a responsibility to tell God's story, to pass this on to the next generation. His transformational, powerful and incredible story. What opportunities assemblies provide us. I can remember a few years ago sitting down with a post-primary pupil. They were about year 10 at that time. And this pupil proceeded to tell me about an assembly that I couldn't even remember that apparently I delivered in our primary school five years ago. Or I can tell you about another time, a few days after taking an assembly in a school, I was walking down the corridor in that same place and a pupil was tracking me down and just said, can you tell me those things you were talking about in assembly a few days ago, where do I find them? Where, where do I read them for myself? And so I had the time just and the privilege to open up the Bible with her and point her to where those words were. The things that we say and how we say them have an incredible and lasting impact. And what more with the words of God that are so powerful and transformational. So we need to make the most of those opportunities and giving them time and presenting God's good news so that they can think it through for themselves. For you as a minister, a youth worker or children's worker, assemblies can be one of the first ways and probably even one of the easiest ways to begin to build a supportive relationship with your local school. Here at SU, the team during lockdown produced some assemblies and we were able to see children and young people and families connecting with those and making use of them. You maybe want to check those out if you haven't seen them on our YouTube channel, Scripture Union NI. And we're also in the process of producing some more new ones. As pupils head back into school, teachers we're hearing are still looking for those opportunities, even that little bit of normality. They might not be in the assembly hall altogether, but they are there in their classroom. So that's the why and now for the how. In a few minutes, we're going to demonstrate one of our series of assemblies called Bible Timeline. This is specifically designed for primary school pupils. And if you are a church who goes into your local school, or maybe several of you who work together, this can be a great series um, to fit with an assembly rota. Um, it takes you through the Old Testament and the New Testament um, over the course of three years, so that pupils from P1 right through to P7 get to have a greater understanding of God's big story and how the Bible fits together. We also are in the process of developing an SEN version of this. So perhaps you are a teacher in school or you are from a local church and you go into your special school as well. Um, why don't you contact Anita, our special needs coordinator? You can email her at anita at suni.co.uk um, for these resources and more details on it. So if you're in a mainstream primary school and you're looking for some key stage one or key stage two assemblies, why not get in touch with me, rachel at suni.co.uk and I'll signpost you to those that we're creating at the minute. Or perhaps you just want to go straight um, to our Bible Timeline series, which is also on our website. We want to show you just how easy and simple it is to create your own online assembly. And we're going to be using the first script from the first year of the Bible Timeline assemblies. And hopefully this will encourage you to have a go. Hello everyone, it's great to be with you for assembly. 
I have a question for you. Have you ever been to the library? Maybe there's one in your school or maybe even in a corner of your classroom. But we can find lots of different kinds of books in the library. I wonder, can you think of any? I've got some with me. Maybe they're the kinds of books that you like. There are storybooks in which we can use our imagination to go on lots of different adventures with different characters. Or what about if you're going travelling? Travel guides can tell us all about the new country or place that we're going to visit, uh, what the weather's like, places that we can stay, or things that we can see and do there. Or maybe you're like me, I like cooking, so I love a cookbook or a recipe book. It tells us all the ingredients we'll need and how to make lots of tasty dishes. Or maybe you like poetry and nursery rhymes. You can also learn lots of things from those books in the library. But today I want to tell you about a really special book. I wonder can you guess what it is? I've got some clues for you. If you think you know the answer, keep it in your head. So the first clue is this. It was the first ever book to be printed by machine. Clue number two. It is a book that has sold more copies than any other book in the whole wide world. Clue number three. This book has been printed in more languages than any other book. Clue number four. If you go to hospital or if you stay in a hotel, you might find this book on your ward or in your hotel room. Clue number five, this special book was given to the Queen on her coronation day. And then clue number six is this. This book, if you are a witness in a court of law, you use it and swear to tell the whole truth. Anybody think they know what it is? If you do, maybe whisper it, see if I can hear you. That's right, it is the Bible. And the Bible is a really special book. In fact, I brought mine with me. You might have one at home or maybe you've got some in your classroom. They might look a little bit different. But the Bible uh, it comes from a Greek word that actually means books. When you take a look inside, it's not just made up of one book, but there are lots of different books. In fact, there are different sections too. There's the Old Testament, which is all about stories of God's people before Jesus. And the New Testament, which is all about stories of God's people from the time of Jesus' birth onwards. There are also lots of different kinds of books in the Bible, just like a library. There are books filled with stories all about Jesus. There are books that are from long, long ago. There are books full of poetry and wise sayings. And there's also some books which have really special messages from God. But even though that there are lots of different kinds of books, there's one thing they all have in common, one thing that links them all together. And the Bible actually tells us what it is. I'm going to read it for you. You find it in 2 Timothy. And this is what it says in chapter 3, verse 16. All scripture, so we're talking about all of the Bible, are God's words. So this is what Christians believe makes the Bible really special. All of the things that are in this that we can read come from God. 
Now the Bible has lots of different authors, lots of different people who wrote parts of it. Maybe you might recognize some of these names. There were people like Moses or David or Isaiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John and Paul. And they wrote down the things that they saw happen, but also the things that they believed God wanted them to say. So this book is really special. It's God's special message to us and he doesn't leave us to guess things, but he tells us through this book exactly who he is, what he's like and how he wants us to live. Isn't that amazing? I want to show you something. Uh, maybe you might find uh, some of these in your house. The other day I brought some brand new speakers for my laptop and with it came a manual which is a bit like a book full of instructions to help me to know how to use my speakers and how they're meant to work. It also gives me help if maybe there's a problem and it needs fixed. I can read through and understand what it is that I need to do. And Christians believe that the Bible is just like that for us, that through it God tells us how he wants us to live and what he made us for as his friends and how he intends us to be. And that's why in assemblies you take time to maybe look at a story or a small piece of the Bible to help us to get to know God more and how he wants us to live our lives. So I hope this year, as you come to assembly, you'll discover maybe new things or be reminded of other things, but you'll hear and understand a little bit more about who God is and how he wants us to live. Why not maybe take a little bit of a minute and think in your head, if you were to talk of God, like the maker's instructions, like the manual that I have, I wonder what might you say to him? I can do that as I pray, I can talk to God and I can listen to him as well. And that's what I'm going to do now. If you would like to pray this prayer along with me, then why don't you say Amen at the end. But I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to talk to God. God, thank you so much for the Bible. Thank you that it's a really special book. Thank you that it is a book that comes from you that through it you tell us wonderful things about who you are, who you've made us to be, and how you want us to live. And so God, I pray that this year you would help us as we hear stories, uh, or maybe as we read it for ourselves uh, at home or in school. And God, would you speak to us? Would you help us understand the things that you want to tell us? Amen. So you've seen what an online assembly could look like. Here's some of our top tips to create a great one. The first is all around context. Remember that you are speaking to a group of children, young people and even staff who come from a wide range of diverse backgrounds. So you need to think carefully through what you're saying and how you're saying it. One way that you can do this really simply is by using owning and grounding statements. And what I mean by that is saying things like Christians believe or as a Christian I believe or from my experience that or even things like the Bible teaches or the Bible says. Pupils haven't chosen to be in an assembly in the same way as they would have, say for example, with an SU group. And so you need to be invitational with your language as well. 
instead of saying things like we're all going to pray now invite them say that you're going to pray and if they would like to make this their prayer or join in with you they can maybe repeat a certain line or maybe say amen with you at the end Think through too what you're asking pupils to do. In this current time with coronavirus, there are certain protocols about what you can and can't do. If you're not sure about what those are for a particular school, then get in touch before you create your assembly. But some of the things that you might like to think about are singing. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. So maybe at the end of your assembly, it's including a YouTube link to a song that they could listen to. Or maybe if you're in a primary school and you're doing some sort of responsive drama or getting them involved in the story, instead of getting them to shout out, they could maybe whisper instead. Or if you have questions that you are asking them, either getting them to think about it in their heads, or if they have whiteboards or different things that they could write it down or draw, or maybe even just whisper to the person who is beside them. Keep in mind too the age of the pupils that you will be speaking to. You're going to speak very differently to a P1 uh, compared to a year 10 pupil. You'll use different language, you'll use different illustrations, maybe even different activities and ways that you will get them to engage. But make sure those things are current and relevant and age applicable. Even when it comes to open up the Bible, maybe you're sharing a particular verse or verses that you want to focus on. When it comes to primary school, um, I find that the contemporary English version or the NLT um, is a really good one or for post-primary the New Living Translation or even NIV is great for them to be able to understand and engage with. Next is content. At ASU we have a really simple but effective structure that helps us when we are creating assemblies or planning ASU programs and it's called this way in, way through and way out. So the way in is telling them what you are going to tell them. This is your intro to grab their attention. It might be through a short activity, it could be sharing a personal story or even asking some questions. Then your way through is unpacking the Bible passage creatively. You're telling them what you want to tell them from God's word. You might use a drama, use props to tell a story, or maybe even in post-primary, a short film clip or video clip. And then there's the way out. This is telling them what you've told them. It's a bit of repetition, reinforcing it. And so you might finish off with a challenge, uh, a reflection time or a prayer. And roughly for this all to last, it takes for maybe in primary school, key stage one, about seven minutes to key stage two, maybe a max of 10. And in post-primary, you might not even have that amount of time. In the morning or in their form class, you could literally have five minutes. So it needs to be even shorter. So your way in could be a couple of minutes. Your way through is maybe three or four minutes. And then your way out is literally one to two minutes and wrapping it up. Keep it focused, keep it to the point. Point, you're always better leaving pupils and staff wanting more and then you have a captive audience for your return visit or your next online assembly. Think through your way in, make the most of your introduction. If this is your first time in the school, virtually rather than physically, you maybe want to film in your church so that they make the connection of who you are and where you come from. If you're a regular and known in the school, then it's sharing that you're thinking about them and praying for them so that they know that that support is there. Also think through how do you want to start? Is it maybe a question, sharing a personal story or some sort of simple activity to begin with? 
So make sure you begin with a Bible passage and preparation time. This might seem really obvious, but sometimes we can come away with great ideas or concepts of how we are going to deliver it. And actually that idea is either too difficult to execute or takes away from what we wanna leave them with. God's word, it speaks for itself. And particularly maybe when you're thinking about primary school and key stage one, try and focus in on Bible stories. Those are more tangible for them to be able to understand and make connections with rather than an abstract concept. One of the things I like to do is to think about my language. And instead of saying you, I rather use we. It might sound a little bit strange, but it means something like this. Instead of maybe when you're praying, saying, God, help the boys and girls um, to trust you when they are afraid. I think it involves us and builds a better connection. And I always need to pray for myself. So instead, I would say things like, help us, God, uh, when we are afraid and the things that we worry about to trust you. Try and keep your assemblies to one point, whatever age and whatever stage the pupils are at. Repetition is all part of learning. So in your way in, your way through, your way out, you want to tell them what you're going to tell them. You want to tell them it and then you want to tell them what you've told them. A great way to test this out can maybe be asking pupils or staff or somebody even before you send the assembly, can you sum it up in one sentence? And if they go away with what you wanted them to, or they're able to sum it up really succinctly in one sentence, you know that you've done it well. And lastly, take care of the language that you use. So often we're used to in church circles of using words like sin and holiness and righteousness. But for lots of kids and young people and staff, they don't know what this means. So if you're going to use words like that, make sure that you explain them and explain them as simply as possible. And also don't take for granted that pupils understand context and what's going on around the Bible passage or the story that you're telling them. Many won't understand that in biblical times in Jesus' time that the Jews and the Samaritans did not get on or even that Abraham was the father of Isaac. All of those little details that perhaps we know and having been brought up in church come to us really easily you're gonna have to explain you're gonna have to unpack for them our final point is about creativity pupils learn in lots of different ways and so you want to ensure that there is variety within your assembly so that they can all engage with visual learners who learn through what they see so think about are there visual aids and pictures or a keynote or PowerPoint that you could use. Make sure that that is big um, so that it is eye-catching and not just lost in a corner of the screen beside you. Or maybe use yourself as a visual aid through your body language and how you express things or even getting dressed up to tell a story. We've also got auditory learners. So this is where songs come in. The tone of your voice as well can be incredibly powerful in how you ask a question and how you tell a story. And then there are kinesthetic learners. They learn by doing, getting in on the action. So think through activities, puzzles, are there actions even in telling the story that they could do from sitting in their seat? Now, when it comes to primary school pupils, they will be all over this. They will be enthusiastic. It might not work in the same way with post-primary. So you might want to think a little bit uh, more carefully about that. 
maybe doing even just a simple game or a quiz where either they have to jot down the answers or think about them in their heads or even just simply raise their hand for a true or false and you're more likely to get them connected in with you. Think through different camera angles. Are you well positioned and focused in shot? Are there any distractions? Um, think through what could be distracting the pupils, either that's around you, is there lots of clutter, um, or are you reading a script, or do you have it off camera so your eyes keep going, or what about your mannerisms, or what you're doing, um, wherever you're standing or sitting. All of that can be off-putting and cause the pupils to focus on those things rather than what you're saying. What are you trying to communicate? What is it? that is around you that could help? Is there scenery or a setting? Perhaps your garden for the story of Eden or a park, Jesus and Gethsemane? Could you dress up? Are there props that you could use uh, or a story bag with items that you could create that could help you um, share a passage and unpack it and help pupils to understand? What about even inserting some pictures or sound effects when it comes to editing? Film in chunks. You can change location, which helps pupils stay engaged or re-engage if they've become distracted. And it also helps you. You've only a small bit of a script to remember at a time. If you want more help and advice on the practicalities of filming, check out on YouTube a video by Speak Life as, as they talk through how you film high quality footage on your mobile phone. Personal stories are really great to use. For pupils and staff, it helps them to get to know you that little bit more. And I find those ones where perhaps you're sharing times where you haven't come off as looking particularly well or has shown your weakness and your feelings seem to really connect. It makes you not this superhuman assembly speaker, but an ordinary, normal person just like them. Once you have created your assembly, why not get one or two people that you trust or even members of your family who are that little bit younger to watch what you've created? They can give you some great feedback on communicating uh, with children and young people what will connect within the school setting. Maybe even mannerisms or things that you didn't notice that you did or that you said um, that can improve your craft and help you to develop even better online assemblies. What about thinking creatively beyond just the delivery of your assembly? If you have pupils who are a part of your Sunday school or youth group that go to the school you're gonna be sending these videos to, could you encourage and equip them to be able to share their own story or their own walk with God? They might have classmates or friends after your assembly who have questions about the things that they've heard or about what it means to be a Christian. Could you equip them beforehand, even though you're not physically present in the school, they are, and there are some incredible things that they could share with their friends. So we've given you lots of tips and ideas. If you're just starting out and maybe feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all of that, just focus on a couple. And then as you become more confident with them, you can add in a few more tips. Or maybe there's things that we haven't mentioned and you're thinking, here's a great resource that I've tried, or here's some of the ways that I've been able to do assemblies online in these days. We'd love to hear from you. Why don't you share your thoughts and your ideas in the comments and in the chat? <coughs> 
So when it comes to assemblies, often we can only think maybe about the one or the two or three slots that we are down to deliver. But when it comes to schools, there's more than you. There's more churches, more organisations uh, who are a part of the assembly rota. Uh, and times like these, then that offers a really unique opportunity to do something a little bit different. And some of our E3 workers have been taking advantage of that as they've worked with a group of local churches. And uh, so we've got Joel with us. Uh, hey, Joel, how are you? Hi, Rachel. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Great, doing great. Now, we had planned to do this um, chat together and face-to-face, but uh, with all plans at the minute, we're having to hold that very loosely. So do you want to share, maybe for some people who don't know who you are or how you're involved in the SU team, share what you do, um, and also then why we're doing this via Zoom. Yep. So I'm the E3 skills worker for Antrim and Lesburn. I've been with Scripps Union for four years now uh, as part of the schools team. And so, yeah, I have an opportunity to go in and out of schools each day, usually. Uh, these current circumstances have meant that that's not um, possible in the same way. And so, yeah, trying to figure out what it looks like to support schools um, from online. Um, so, yes, at the minute, um, that's been affected by the fact that I am isolating um, because of... Um, yeah, situations in my own family. So it's all part of the current um, situation and part of what schools are facing on a daily basis as well. And so just trying to figure that out and make the, the most of this opportunity. Yeah, but you're all, you're all well, in case anybody's concerned about you. Yes, we're all well. Um, it's just precautionary. Great. Um, so we're talking about assemblies and how we can connect with skills. Can you share maybe a memory of an assembly, a standout time? Maybe it's something that's gone really well or maybe something uh, unexpected that happened. Yeah, I was thinking back over this and I think some <clears throat> of the memories I had, I have a memory of my first assembly that I ever did. Um, and I was uh, an 18 year old pupil at the time as a senior pupil in my um post-primary school we were given the opportunity to do assemblies for the year eights and so I remember actually I remember the specific assembly I did with them um, which was just a really good experience and having the opportunity at that age to share my faith and so open God's word uh, with younger pupils in the school was such a privilege um, and so that kind of I suppose started just a, an excitement around the potential of doing that. Um, another memorable one for me is probably um, with some of my special schools um, that I've had the opportunity to engage with and um, to see pupils remembering the things that you taught even earlier that year, uh, you know, with months gap in between and they're able to go over the statements that you've taught them or the hand actions that you did in your last assembly. Um, I had one pupil um, who was really excited to see me again and starting started to do the uh, Makaton action that I had taught when I was last in the school, which was six months before. So even just seeing how um, pupils take in so much um, of what you share, and especially when you are creative, um, engage with them in that way. It's brilliant, isn't it? Because sometimes I kind of think, what was I doing last week or the week before? And they're able to tell you even when you're in school what you were doing. But do you want to share with everybody um, a little bit about what you are doing with some of the churches in your district, how that kind of came about? Yeah, so it started by listening, um, listening to what our local schools were saying. Um, it's all based around relationship and listening Um to, to what they're saying and what their needs are and what they want. Um, and so when I was talking with some local principals and teachers, they just made it very clear that um, 
at the moment they can't allow visitors into school but they really are passionate about seeing um, bible engagement continue and seeing things like assemblies be able to continue and so to be able to get resources uh, was something that they were really appreciative of um, and so I suppose that's where this um, conversation in my area started. Um, I have a good working relationship with local church leaders and um, youth workers who are regularly in um, on the assembly route. Um, and so they were also keen to be able to support uh, their local schools because they would normally be in for assemblies as well. Um, and so I suppose that's where the conversation started, uh, was to see if the local church leaders and youth workers were interested in doing something together and um, creating a resource um, that we could just send to all of the local schools in the area. So it may not um, be a church leader that maybe that, that local school is used to hearing, but it's a, a resource for them to be able to use and there will be a mix of denominations and, and backgrounds. Uh, and so it gives a, an opportunity for the school to have some sort of, of um, resource to use and that they can bring back a little bit of their normal routine, even though it's very different for them. Um, so yes, I started a conversation with my local youth workers. Uh, they were up for it and really excited to, to partner. And so that's kind of where it started from. We decided we wanted to do something that kind of had a little bit of continuity and flow in it. Um, and so I've coordinated with a bit of a theme. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it all has, has started and why we've done it. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, can you share maybe a little bit, somebody might be listening and thinking, Flip, that's an awful lot of work or energy or I have so many things on my plate. Um, why should we as a church or churches um, work together? What's your, your heart behind it? What do you um, aim and hope to achieve through it? It's, it's a massive encouragement to schools. And I think that's the one of the key things for me. Um, when I was speaking to one of the local principals, um, he replied in his email to me, looking for Forward to what you can offer. Uh, we've been rushed off our feet at the moment. Um, this uh, would not just be an important ministry for the children, but also for the staff. Uh, we could all do with taking some time um, for reflection and prayer. Um, I just think with the, the pressure that's in the schools at the minute, um, you know, as they're trying to keep to all of the protocols that they have to keep everyone safe, um, as they're thinking through adapting their lessons so that they um, children aren't necessarily touching things they don't need to touch and that things are being washed down as they're preparing lessons for pupils that can't come into school. So they're preparing lessons for the ones that are in school, ones that are at home and preparing homework for both um, as they're trying to maintain contact with parents throughout this, as they're trying to deal with some of the issues of um, you know, pupils returning uh, and not having the same social skills, maybe some struggling um, with issues that have developed um, throughout lockdown. There's just so much um, happening in the schools at the minute. And so for us to be able to come alongside them and support them um, by even just offering a simple resource to do assemblies, I think is just a massive um way of, of engaging with a local school and blessing a local school um, but also so many of our Christian pupils and teachers are so encouraged just to see local churches who care um, and know that there's a lot of prayer going behind um, what is being offered and so I suppose that's where um, some of the reason why we do this and some of the benefit that we see of it is, is just so important um, to to bless a local school in that way, knowing the pressure that they're currently under um, and just giving them that 
that bit of um, Christian hope and encouragement at this time, I think is really, really helpful. It just shows you the power and the impact, doesn't it, of that like five, ten minutes uh, assembly or even making the time to, to plan and, and put creativity into creating that and working together. Brilliant. Um, maybe then you've got a few people who are pricking up their ears and thinking, mm, this might be something or we have a relationship, a few of the churches um, in our local area together. Can you give folk maybe an idea of the practicalities? How do you go about this? What are the key things to, to think about um, or hold on to? in the process. Yeah, so I think as I said, it starts with relationship. Um, so talk to your local schools and um, don't just assume that this is something they want. Um, actually have a conversation with them and find out what the needs in your local area are. And um, I think that's um, really key um, that we're not just um, assuming um, needs in our schools. Um, and then I suppose it's again, based on relationship with other local churches and ministers in the area, start a conversation and see if others are interested in being um, part of this. Um, I think partnership uh, in the gospel is is such an, an amazing witness to our local community, um, to our schools, and so to be able to do that um, in partnership, I think is a massive uh, testimony, but also it brings glory to God um, as, he, as we work together. Um, in Antrim and Lisburn, we've decided to follow um, a theme. And so I'm this was serving as a coordinator for that. And so actually all of the local um, ministers and youth workers are sending me their material to look over to see if we can bring a bit of consistency to the way that we're doing that. And I think that can be really helpful um, as we're trying to um, help children to grow in their knowledge to actually have somebody that will maybe coordinate um, and work over that. Um, I think that takes a lot of trust and takes a lot of humility and to have people feeding into that but I think it just um, enhances the creativity that we bring and when we share ideas with one another uh, and encourage one another in in pushing for for depth in our Bible engagement as well so I'd encourage a bit of interactivity on that share your scripts with each other share your ideas and so that we can build off of that and really make the make the most of, of of partnership I think as well, um, maybe for some areas that's not going to be appropriate. Um, maybe you're out in the country where there isn't as many um, churches around. And so maybe it's just a shorter series that you offer. Maybe you could do um, a couple of assemblies and offer it as a little mini series. Um, or maybe there's one other church locally. So I think it looks different in our context. And so that's where I'd say apply it to your context. Um, don't look around at maybe what's happening in the cities and saying, oh, well, you know, how could we do that? You know, maybe think about what actually is appropriate for for the context that you're in. Um, and then, yeah, keep a, an open dialogue with the schools. So I've been in touch with all the schools in my area to, to let them know that this is coming, um, to, to encourage them that they are being thought of um, and to find out what the best way to send them uh, these material is and so for most of the schools in my area it's YouTube but some schools can't access YouTube so it's it's knowing kind of all those, all those practicalities um, around it as well um, so yeah some things to think about I think as we approach projects like this Brilliant. It sounds so exciting. I'm really looking forward even to hearing a little bit of how it goes when it's out and about and on the ground um, happening. But hopefully, folks, that's given you some ideas or some things to think about. If you have a local E3 skills worker and you... Um, maybe you aren't aware of this happening in your area, it's something you're thinking I would love to be a part of, then get in touch with them. Or if you do um, want a little bit of support as you think about that and you don't have an E3 worker, um, then get in touch with us as well at ASU. We could do, um, we will do what we can to help and um, support you in that. Thanks, Joel.
No worries. Thanks, Rachel. We hope that this has been helpful and inspiring for you as you create and deliver your own assemblies in times like these and beyond. We'd love you to tune in with us on YouTube or on Facebook as we look at SU groups and what they could look like in the new normal. We'll hear from some SU leaders on the ground and some of the things that they have done or are planning to do. So if you'd like to be inspired, get some ideas, you're a teacher or an SU leader, um, tune in for this. But maybe you're also part of a local church and you're thinking, how can I better support or pray for my local school and their SU group? We'd love you to again to be a part of this episode. You can comment, you can share your thoughts, you can ask your questions as well as we think about SU groups in the new normal. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully uh, hearing about commenting didn't put you off too much. Uh, and you may think, well, I can't, I can't do that when I'm in the car, I'm, I'm running and this is audio, where do I comment? If you're really keen, you can leave uh, a comment by giving us a review wherever you listen to your podcast as apparently it helps others find it easier or something like that. But thanks for being with us and next time we'll have a focus on SU in the new normal as we delve into the world of school and the changes and opportunities that have been happening within an SU group setting. In times like these, let's continue to place our trust in God who's made himself known and in this time of uncertainty, let's trust the things we can be certain of from scripture. Uh, Keep praying for daily bread, take each day as it comes, keep fixing your eyes on Jesus. Stay positive, stay strong, be safe. And until next time, God bless.